the SND Podcast channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. What's up, everybody? This is Jay bringing you a a new episode of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. And before we get started, I just want to let everyone know that this episode is dedicated to the memory and the life of Jamin Pugh, formerly known to wrestling fans out there as Jay Briscoe. So this episode is dedicated to Jay, and let's get right to it. My name is Brian Pillman Jr., and you're listening to Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. What is going on, everybody? What is going on? Welcome to this edition of the Jay's Week in Wrestling Podcast. I am your host. I am Jay back here bringing you all the hits and misses when it comes to professional wrestling. This is episode number 69, and this is the Royal Rumble Review Show. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I don't like to, <laughs> to lie for the most part, so it is what it is. It is Monday. I was supposed to do this show yesterday, the day after the Royal Rumble, but it just didn't work out. <laughs> so now I'm doing this show here Monday. Um, just in a little while, Monday Night Raw will begin, and we are officially in WrestleMania season, okay? Royal Rumble has come and gone. We have our two Royal Rumble winners, Cody Rhodes, Rhea Ripley, and... <laughs> The show itself was overall, for me, pretty entertaining. Um, Of course, there's certain things about the show that kind of were like, meh. (laughs) But um, overall, it wasn't a bad show at all, at least for me. Um, I will get into that. Um, A week ago was Raw 30, 30th anniversary of Raw. Um, You know, (laughs) Raw throughout the years, I was actually around for the first episode as a lot of guys who are my age, you know, I'd say lower thirties and higher. Well, obviously if you were a fan back then would remember 1993, 30 years ago. Um, I am going to be 37 this year. So obviously me being a little kid, I was paying attention to wrestling at that time and did watch Monday Night Raw back then. I remember the Manhattan Center shows and uh, until they actually started branching out into the bigger arenas and all that stuff, all the way from the cartoony era, all the way into the Attitude Era, to the Ruthless Aggression Era, to the P- Magnificent PG Era, to now, whatever this era is now, the Triple H Era, I guess. <laughs> um, Triple H has had a numerous amount of eras in his time. Um, but in this form of being the head of creative. Um, so that was a good time. It's always good to see the legends, all this, uh, you know, all the, 
you know, random returns just for one night only. And, you know, it is what it is. But this is the Royal Rumble Review Show. Um, This is going to be a relatively short show, so it's not going to be too long because, you know, just going to get into the Rumble and, you know, my thoughts and all this other things. Um, And then, obviously, Monday Night Raw is right, <laughs> literally right around the corner. So, you know, I'll be watching that show and giving my reviews on all the shows coming down the pike, all the way leading to WrestleMania 39 in Hollywood, California. So um, before any of that, um, I'm going to speak on. Uh, <laughs> you see, these are never easy as a wrestling fan because we have had our shares of heartbreak we have had our shares of tragedy we have had hard shares of just bullshit for i mean for lack of better terms you know what i mean because you know as a fan as a lifelong fan you don't personally know these people yeah you know i mean uh, these are characters on a tv screen these are it, but then you know you you grow semi-attached to their character to the point where you think you have a connection i guess with that person um so in the case of jay briscoe um tragically you know passing away due to a car crash um about almost two weeks ago tomorrow makes two weeks um it's just a tragic story you know um and 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 honestly and i told a lot of other uh, fans that I know um, when speaking about this, um, this one actually kind of hurt more than I expected it to. Because um, obviously for those who are um, casual wrestling fans and even just WWE marks, um, yeah, unless you, you won't really know who this guy is, honestly. Um, but to us hardcores who have been, who follow you know, WWE, AEW, New Japan, Ring of Honor, Impact, um, you know, back then the WCW, ECW, Puerto Rico, you know, everywhere, everywhere, Mexico, you know, for those hardcores that watch everything, <clears throat> and especially if you were into the indie scene um, from 2002 all the way until now, you will know who the Briscoes are. Um, so I, I'm not going to give a complete history lesson on on, on the Briscoes. Uh, I'm just going to give some memories that I have. And just as a fan and, and, and just overall, just what a sad story that is. You know what I mean? Because for me, and and just thinking of 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 deaths in wrestling that have really kind of impacted me. Um, I wasn't a, I, I was two years old when Bruiser Brody got murdered, so that story kind of hit me later in life, and 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 still one of the suckier stories in in pro wrestling history, um, due to the fact that his murderer got away with it. You know what I mean? Like shit, man. The guy is still around. And he's in the public eye still in, in Puerto Rico. And it's just like, wow, like really, um, you know, uh, uh, Owen Hart 
was a rough one. You know what I mean? Um, because it wasn't his fault. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Eddie Guerrero hurt a lot because this is a guy who who cleaned himself up and 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 was doing things the right way, and his body just gave up on him. You know, um, Chris Benoit hurt a lot because it's like this guy wasn't what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger. Like he wasn't he wasn't a job guy. Like this guy was a top guy. You know what I mean? And um, what he did was just damn. You know what I mean? Like wow. You know what I mean? And and it just goes to show that these guys, you know, they're not just characters on on tv like they they're normal people who have real problems like everybody else and um you know they go through things they they do have and and it's more than just the physical um the physical aspect of it these guys have mental issues these guys are going through serious stuff they do go through divorce like like mike awesome you know uh committed suicide after his wife left him (coughs) you know what i mean excuse me um, but these guys, you know, it, Scott Hall hurt a lot, you know what I mean? And, 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 and obviously, you know, a lot of people would be like, you know, it, it, it could have happened sooner, you know what I mean? With all the problems that he had and, and uh, the issues with drugs and, and, and alcohol and or whatever his issues were, you know what I mean? Uh, I think it was mostly alcohol. Um, but, um, Scott Hall for me was probably coolest like 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 if i were to pick a wrestler that i want to hang out with i immediately always think of scott hall yeah i mean he just seems like the coolest freaking guy you know of ever you know what i mean and um you know kevin nash's son dying recently that sucked and um you know even though he wasn't a wrestler but damn it 26 years old you're you're still scratching the surface on on life you know i mean you're you're still super young like it's 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 insane you know what i mean but jay briscoe um and and that's just a couple of examples we we've been dealing with with heartache and and pain as wrestling fans forever and and could imagine the hurt that we feel can you imagine that their families can you imagine their peers can you imagine their friends you know yeah we hurt for them and all that stuff but these guys are really going through it um Jay Briscoe, that that really that really hit. So so my memories of of the Briscoe brothers, <coughs> I actually saw a DVD because a friend of mine who's been on the show many a times, uh, Hector Rivera, Ghost, um, he lent me original Ring of Honor DVDs from from two thousand two two thousand three around that time. And the Briscoes were on those shows from then, and they were super young, and they and a lot of people mentioned it. And I saw Jay Briscoe's uh, funeral service earlier um, on YouTube because they uh, they actually streamed it. Um, I think it was Caprice Coleman who said, "You know, I thought they were twins," and <laughs> and I agree because they looked exactly the same. They looked exactly the same and and it was like wow look at these guys you know what i mean and immediately you you see the name briscoe and you automatically think of jack and jerry briscoe but they they had zero relation to jack and jerry briscoe um but these guys they, they were young but they looked like they already knew the business like they worked very well and you know they were just the 
prominent tag team in Ring of Honor for years and years and years. The guys that they feuded with, the guys that they wrestled, all of the guys that are in WWE right now that came from that system at one point or another wrestled with Jay and Mark Briscoe, you know, and had great matches with Jay and Mark Briscoe. And, and, and the thing is with the characters that they had, that's really them. <laughs> you know, um, I, I want to say uh, Cornette has said it a bunch of times. Um, a lot of, of legendary uh, minds in this business has said it. People, uh, uh, pro wrestlers who are at their best are themselves at notch 10. The Briscoes, what you saw on TV, that's who they were just at a higher level. You know, they were really chicken farmers from from Delaware. You know what I mean? They they <laughs> they really led that country boy, you know, life. You know what I mean? Um they, you know, that was them and they were very entertaining. Mark was very entertaining. Jay was the better talker than Mark was. Um they're both great in the ring. Um you know, I'm not going to mention any negativity you know i i don't care what was said 10 12 years ago um um uh you know jay mentioned the remark whatever he apologized for it god knows how many times the fact that those two guys have not been on a national stage is a travesty it is a damn travesty and and it sucks that it took this to happen for TBS and and this and Discovery, uh, whatever Warner Brothers to to allow Tony Khan to let Mark Briscoe wrestle the other night. You know what I mean? And the fact that they didn't let them do the tribute show that night on national television, that I think it was going to be streamed on YouTube or 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 Honor Club or whatever. It's just ridiculous, you know. But those two guys and Jay Briscoe, obviously, um was seen at a higher level than Mark because, you know, two-time Ring of Honor champion, um, two-time Ring of Honor world champion, 13-time tag team champion. Those two guys had great matches with every team you can think of. Every team you can think of. And then Jay Briscoe, like I said, later on became a singles, had great matches with Adam Cole, with uh, uh, Jay Lethal, um, Samoa Joe, like a, a list of great wrestlers that have come up throughout the years. They have all worked with the Briscoes and um, just the outpouring of love and, and, and <coughs> excuse me, I'm just getting over some uh, cold, which is why my voice is sounding a little off. So forgive me for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, just the love that they've shown Jay on Twitter, um, all over social media, all over the wrestling world, all the fans, you know, it just shows how many lives this family and, and, and Jay touched. And, um, you know, the, the tribute match that, uh, AW gave with Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal was just a thing of beauty. Um, a great match. Both guys can work, obviously, um, they allowed them to do the tribute. You know, it, it was just the video was was beautiful. Um, luckily, the girls um, seemed to be doing OK um, because they were in the car with him. So thank God for that. And, uh, you know, 
it's unfortunate, but Jay Jamin Pugh is in a is in a way better place than we are, and uh, you know he's hurting no more. And um, hopefully, you know, just pray for strength and 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 you know, and continued, you know, strength and grace for for that family. Not you know, not only Mark and and, and Papa Briscoe, you know, the <laughs> uh, Papa and Mama Briscoe, but uh, you know, the kids and and his wife, you know, he has a son as well, and it's just a shame. It's a big shame, but you know, hopefully, like I said they'll find the strength to to carry on and and you know just you know it's a shame it's a it's a travesty and like i said this for some re- for some reason this hit me a lot harder than what i thought it would you know it was ridiculously sad and um it didn't need to happen but it did and uh you know rest in peace Jamin Pugh rest in peace Jay Briscoe and uh you know all you can do is, like the song says, reach for the sky, boy. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, uh, hopefully AEW, you know, continues to use Mark Briscoe in a good way. I was kind of hoping it was a long shot, but I was kind of hoping Jay Bris- uh, Mark Briscoe would have been in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> At least for a one-off, sh- one one-shot. Like I, I told my boy Izzy, I was like, oh, you know, in some parallel universe maybe you know mark briscoe would have been in the royal rumble you know but you know we'll get into the royal rumble in one second um just wanted to give a quick you know i've always just been a fan of 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 the briscoe brothers and just the way they did promos they they, there was one promo that i loved that uh (laughs) that started circulating where um i think they were um, gearing up for a match with at the time Kyle O'Reilly and Davy Richards were were a tag team, and this is before Red Dragon was formed. This is before Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish became a team. Uh, O'Reilly was like the pupil of Davy Richards, and they were like MMA style, um, martial you know martial arts wrestlers and stuff like that. So <laughs> Jay Briscoe was like, oh. You know, I know MMA's taking over, but uh, you know, let them MMA boys come over here to Sandy Fork, Delaware, and they'll barely make it out of here live. Now, meanwhile, in the background, Mark Briscoe is drinking a beer, and 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 he got a shotgun in his hand. <laughs> so as as Jay's talking, all of a sudden you hear boom! Mark Briscoe shot the shotgun. Jay's looking at him like, "Yo, you crazy man? I'm in the middle of a promo." <laughs> and he was just talking about like you know you guys wear mouth guards he was like did terry funk wear a mouth guard he was like this pro wrestling fool did terry funk wear a mouth guard terry funk didn't wear no mouth guard did bruce bruce brody and wear no mouth guard you know <laughs> and then another um um pro that uh that i felt he was just masterful and was a promo that he was getting at EC3 when EC3 came into Ring of Honor and he was trying to do the control your narrative stuff. Just a master. He was he was he was so good. He was so good in every aspect um of the pro wrestling game. And it's just a shame 38 years old. That's only a year and a half older than me. Like and it and it puts it in perspective, you know? Like 
It puts it in perspective. Uh, you could be here one day and you could be gotten the next. <clears throat> you know? And it's just like, enjoy life because it could be over at any point. You know? Love your family. You know, love your friends. You know, whoever you have to tell, tell them you love them. You know, because if, if the Jay Briscoe incident teaches you anything, like I said earlier, it's here one day, gone the next. You know, so God bless the Pew family. God bless Jamin Pew. You know, rest in peace. Rest in peace. <clears throat> so let's get into this Roy Rumble, and then after that, I'm done, man. Like 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 I said, this was a this was a quickie. <laughs> down in that, you know, right at it, down and dirty, get it done, and walk out. <laughs> <laughs> gonna get into the Royal Rumble. And then from there, uh, like I said, I will watch tonight's Raw. I will watch NXT. Um, I will watch SmackDown on Friday, and then I will get into another the 70th episode of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast to keep everyone updated on what's going on. Um The Great Muda. Uh, before I get into the Rumble, the Great Muda has had his retirement match last week. Um, it was he and Sting and Darby Allen going up against Jinsei Shinsaiki, a.k.a. Hakushi, uh, Marafuji, and uh, I forget who the other guy was. But uh, it was at a Pro Wrestling Noah show entitled The Great Bye Bye. Um I was a big fan of the Great Muda. I think besides Jushin Thunder Liger, I think the Great Muda is probably my favorite Japanese pro wrestler of like that era of back then. Because I have, you know, a couple of favorites now. Um, from like from the nineties and into today. You know, you get Kenta Kobashi's, your your uh um Kawada's like those guys from all Japan and then obviously the guys from New Japan now um you know your uh Nakamura's that came up um you know uh, Okada's you know your your Ibushi's your your you know Naito's all that stuff but um you know I love Japanese pro wrestling I've always have I loved when the American wrestlers would go there and try their hand at the Japanese strong style um, even guys like Hulk Hogan had amazing matches in Japan, you know, great technical skill that they wouldn't show in the U S. Um, my favorite tag team, the Steiner brothers who, um, wrestled a bunch of times in Japan. I got their greatest Japanese matches on a two, two or three DVD set. <sighs> One of my favorites, man. I'm so glad I got that. <laughs> Thank you. High spots. <laughs> um, so yeah, so let's get back on track. Roy Rumble, Saturday night, starts off with the men's Royal Rumble. Now, this is the first time, to my knowledge, that they've ever done this. Um, and obviously, the the winner was Cody Rhodes, um, who came in at number 30, which is interesting to me. That's one thing that I was like, okay, now you're just, you're just, you're just handing it to us now. Like, like everybody had it in their mind already that he was going to win it. I called he was going to win it from the second he got injured. 
<laughs> I, we can cut we can cut to the videotape or or the audio if we can when Cody when they first announced that he was going to be gone for a while after that match with Rollins after he tore his pack he said he was going to be gone for a while and I was like there's your Royal Rumble winner if he's ready by January there's your Royal Rumble winner because honestly, I think if he didn't get injured, he would probably won the championship already. But I think he getting injured, among other things, prolonged Roman Reigns' reign, if you will. Um, so here's how it went down. Number one entrant was Gunther. Now, they made Gunther look uber strong in this. He is He should be a main event player. After that pay-per-view, I thought they used Gunther very well, and I'm very excited about it because Gunther is a beast. So you had Gunther come out at number one. Sheamus came out at number two. Then The Miz came out at number three. Kofi Kingston, Johnny Gargano, then Xavier Woods. Um, but before Xavier Woods came out, The Miz got eliminated. Xavier Woods came out. Then you had Karrion Cross, Chad Gable. Drew McIntyre, Santos Escobar, Angelo Dawkins. Then Brock Lesnar came in at number 12, and to everyone's surprise, Brock only lasted three minutes as he got eliminated by Bobby Lashley. Then Lesnar attacked Baron Corbin, who was making his way in. Seth freaking Rollins came in at the halfway point. Then he took Baron Corbin and threw his ass out, that bum. <laughs> Otis came in. Then Rey Mysterio's music hits for number 17, but he never came out. And we find out why when the number 18th entrant, Dominic Mysterio, came out with Rey's mask and was attempting to rip it and couldn't do it. <laughs> Excuse me. Then Sheamus eliminated Otis while that was happening. Elias entered at 19. Then... He then he was eliminated by McIntyre. Finn Balor came out at twenty. Booker T came out at number twenty-one. Then Damian Priest, Montez Ford, who lasted three seconds. It seems like he lasted like zero time, which is wild. Why why are they doing that with Montez Ford? Unless this is the start of a Montez Ford heel turn which I can dig. But, yeah, to do that to him to get it, to get there, I don't agree with that. <laughs> he should have lasted way longer. Um, then Edge came out. Austin Theory. Then uh, who? Omos, Braun Strowman, Ricochet, Logan Paul, which is unreal because Logan Paul just four months ago tore his knees up and he was all messed up and now four months later he and ricochet are jumping from each side of the ring to attack each other which looked amazing <laughs> but can you imagine the height someone like a montez would have got with that i mean but whatever logan paul looks good but uh, you know give the devil his due logan paul has always looked very good in his wwe uh in ring stuff that he does whether it be a match or whether it be something like this he's always done very well 
And um, can't hate on the guy. I can't do it. I try to, but I can't no more. <laughs> so then Cody Rhodes obviously was the last entrant, and it ended up being Cody and Gunther as the final two. And uh, Gunther now has the record for the longest time in a Royal Rumble with one hour and 11 minutes. And uh, it's just unbelievable. You know, if, if this was maybe a year and a half, two years ago, Gunther wouldn't have been in this position. And I, for obvious reasons, number one, Vince McMahon, and number two, because he was a lot bigger than what he is now. He got in himself in tremendous shape, and it showed because an hour and 11 minutes in, and he wasn't blown up. The dude looked phenomenal. He looked phenomenal. And him and Cody had a good back and forth. They did kind of tease when Lesnar was in there, a Gunther-Lesnar showdown. But nothing really came of it because Bobby Lashley came in right after. But um, a lot of people have been clamoring for a Brock Lesnar-Gunther match at WrestleMania. And who knows? They probably uh, sow the seed right then and there. So we'll see how that goes. But Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. And, you know, gets his ticket to WrestleMania 39. And 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 it it's it's gonna be him and Reigns. Now the question is, is it gonna be him and Reigns for one title or both titles? But we'll get to you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. We'll see. You know, I think I honestly think Roman Reigns is gonna pull double duty or he's walking into WrestleMania with one of those titles, not both. But we'll we'll see how it goes. They have a good couple of months to think about it. Um, after that was the pitch black match, the Mountain Dew pitch black match. Now, the, the, the funny thing is when I first found out about the pitch black match, um, like when I first heard Bray Wyatt mention it, I had no idea it had anything to do with Mountain Dew until about that, until they started promoting it, like the LA night you know, uh, Mountain Dew pitch black promos and stuff. I was like, oh, no, this is going to be. It, it, it sounded cheesy to begin with, but now it's going to be extra cheesy. Yeah. <coughs> you know what I mean? So the neon lights, the glow in the dark tights. Now the paint on Bray Wyatt was pretty cool. And, um, I'm a big fan of L.A. Knight. I don't think this is the end for L.A. Knight. I think, uh, if anything, he'll be moved up probably to upper mid card after this. And, and it's crazy to think of me saying that because, oh, upper mid card, he just he just wrestled Bray Wyatt. I was like, well, yeah, in the second match of the night, which is, you know, mid card. You know what I mean? Bray Wyatt is not in the main event picture at the moment, even though – he is a main event guy. He's not in the main event picture right now. Or is anybody really thinking to themselves, oh, at WrestleMania, is Bray Wyatt going to wrestle, you know, uh, uh, one of these main eventers? He's not wrestling Roman, you know. He's not, you know, he's not doing any of that stuff. You know, him and Undertaker had that little whispering thing, whatever Taker meant to mention to him. He probably said, you got to mow the lawn. Or, yeah, it could have been anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> But um, this was another gimmicky Bray Wyatt weird match. You know what I mean? Didn't last long. I think it lasted about five minutes. Um, the 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 paint on him looked great. Um, he pins him with a sister Abigail, 
And then he shapeshifts. <laughs> now he's a shapeshifter. You know, he 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 changes into the this other monster looking thing. He has a this mask on that looks insane. And um, you know, he starts stalking LA Knight and L- until LA Knight makes its way up the crowd, and all of a sudden there's Uncle Howdy looking down at him when all the puppets are there and stuff like that. Then all of a sudden Bray puts the mandible claw on on uh LA Knight incapacitating him, knocking him out. And then Uncle Howdy, from the top stage, dives and drops an elbow and totally misses L.A. Knight. (laughs) Totally missed him. And then when he falls, the pyro hits, the fire comes out, and Bray's just looking down on him with with no expression, with that mask on and, and all the puppet characters from the Firefly Funhouse looking down from up on the stage. And that was the end of the Mountain Dew pitch black match, which for me, I was entertained. I liked the visual, but no, I I think it was probably the worst match of the night next to Liv Morgan and and, uh, Bianca Belair, Um, which I believe was the next match. Uh, uh, Bianca beat. Alexa Bliss in a relatively regular match that could have been on Raw or SmackDown. And and, and I looking at my son because he's watching the matches with me. And I'm like, that was kind of whack. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, no Uncle Howdy, no Bray Wyatt, nothing. And then all of a sudden, here comes Uncle Howdy with a video that Alexa's looking at that she already looked at on one of these other previous shows. So it was nothing new. You feel like you're in control? Do you feel like you're in control? And that's it. No transformation, nothing. So I was like, whatever. I mean, Bianca looked great. Alexa looked great. You know, they, they had a, an okay match, but it was nothing that you wouldn't be able to see on Monday or Thursday or, or Friday. You know, nothing, nothing spectacular, nothing spectacular, you know. Then we have... uh. Was it the women's? Yeah, it was the women's Royal Rumble match. The women's Royal Rumble match, which obviously was won by Rhea Ripley, mommy. (laughs) So Rhea Ripley actually came out first, and then Liv Morgan came out second. So one and two. Um, Then number three, Dana Brooke. Number four, Emma. Number five, Shayna Baszler. Number six, Bailey. B-Fab, Roxanne Perez, which was a surprise um, for this Royal Rumble. She's the NXT Women's Champion. She did it pretty good for herself. Dakota Kai, EO Sky. So all of Damage Control was in there. Natalia came back. You have Candice LeRae. Zoe Stark from NXT came out. You have Zia Lee, Becky Lynch. Tegan Knox, Asuka, who came back with her face painted similar to her original Kana character, which is what she's leaning toward turning into. And if she does, tremendous. I love it. I love it. We need Asuka to be the killer she was when she first came in here. Let's go for it. 
So Asuka did that. Then we have the return of Dewdrop. Nope. Piper Nevin. No longer Dewdrop. She dropped. WWE dropped Dewdrop. And we have Piper Nevin. I'm all for it. You know, she's a good, she's a great competitor. She's a great wrestler. Let's stay away from anything that's related to Eva Marie. Okay. So, and I think they actually shouted Eva Marie out when Piper Niven came out. Um, Tamina. Wow. She's still hanging around back there, ain't she? <laughs> it's whatever. Then Chelsea Green came out at number 20 to a decent reaction once the fans heard, you know, it's Chelsea or whatever her theme song is or whatever the case. She came out talking a bunch of crap coming down the ramp. A lot of fire, a lot of, you know, and she got eliminated right away. Oh, man. But the thing is, it's funny because I was talking to one of my boys from work about it. I was like, what the hell is the purpose of Chelsea Green coming out there returning just to get thrown out right away? And and I had explained to him that the first Royal Rumble she was in when she was a part of NXT and she got brought up, the exact same thing happened. But I think she botched it and didn't get the record. So they made her get the record this time. <laughs> now, a lot of people thought Matt Cardona was going to be in the men's Royal Rumble. And apparently his father was in the audience. Um, There's still no word whether Matt Cardona has signed or not, at least to my knowledge. But um, if he has, I think this is a way for Chelsea to bring in Matt Cardona. You know, everybody's making fun of her, blah, blah, blah. You know, she's like, oh, I'm not a joke. My family's not a joke. And, you know, I brought somebody with me, and it's my husband. And you'll hear the woo, 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 and then it'll switch up. And it's not Zack Ryder. It's Matt Cardona. You know what I mean? So that'll be, at least for me, I think that's a cool way to bring in Matt Cardona. But, you know, who knows if they'll do it. Um, Zelina Vega came out in her new Street Fighter Six cosplay that she's a part of. Um, Raquel Rodriguez, Mia Yim, Lacey Evans, Michelle McCool, who was in the front row. <laughs> Left her kids alone so she could get in there and wrestle. Indy Hartwell from NXT, Sonya Deville, Shotzi Blackheart, Nikki Cross, who they on commentary are again, you know, kind of throwing it out there that, you know, uh sanity's coming back. Um then Nia Jax. Oh <laughs> the big surprise, number thirty is Nia Jax. And and it wasn't a one-off. She's back because she has T-shirts and everything. So we'll see how that works. Um, Nia Jax got eliminated right away. Like, they, they all jumped her and they threw her out. Um, it's going to be interesting, you know, what they do with Nia Jax after the Royal Rumble. Real interesting. I was never a fan, a big, real big fan of Nia Jax. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Maybe the maybe under the new Triple H regime, she'll be used a little differently. Who knows? But um, the last two competitors left was Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. Number one and number two. Um, and 
Liv Morgan got missed it in the eye by Asuka. Then she was eliminated by Rhea Ripley. So Rhea Ripley is your winner of the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, she's the first woman to go from one and go coast to coast. Pretty much go from one all the way to the end and win it. Um, Main event. Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens. Roman Reigns is cornered by Sami Zayn and Paul Heyman. What storytelling this told? Oh, my God. Great. It was great. <coughs> was it Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens' best match that they've had with each other? No. Because I feel like the... The match that they had a year or two ago where it was, uh, what, last man standing? Even though it was a big botch and Roman Reigns technically lost. <laughs> With that put aside, that was a tremendous match. Tremendous match. But um, the what happened after the match is what everybody's talking about, is what everybody's buzzing about. This was the final test of Sami Zayn to see if he is truly bloodline or not. So what happened was Roman got a real big upper hand on Kevin Owens and he was brutalizing him, beating him down. Roman hit the spear, got the win. And then the whole bloodline came out and they were all taking turns beating down Kevin. And you could see in Sami's face, he was feeling, you know, remorse for his, best friend of 20 something years so they have Kevin Owens handcuffed to the ropes Roman Reigns gives Sami Zayn a chair take him out and it's almost reminiscent of of ECW when uh Tommy Dreamer hit Raven on the top of the dome when Raven was handcuffed to the ropes so it was almost gonna be looking like that but um Sammy has the chair. Roman starts pushing him around a little bit, like, let's go. You know, you know, I, I, you know, I brought you in here. You know, this is my life. You know, you know, you're going to be a part of this, blah, blah, blah. So he gives Sammy the chair. Roman turned around. And similar to when Seth Rollins turned his back on the shield, Sammy Zayn whacks Roman Reigns in the back with a steel chair. <laughs> he must have got deja vu or PTSD from that shot. After <laughs> then Roman's down, the Usos are looking at Sammy like, what the hell are you doing? You know, what did you just do? Even Solo, who has no reaction to anything, is looking at him like, what did you just do here? And Paul Heyman is probably like, I told you. Like, he's looking at them like, I told you. All of a sudden... Jey Uso is looking at Sammy like, what are you, what did you just do? Like, you know, I vouched for you, you know, all this. Jimmy Uso, bang, super kick. Then Jimmy starts pounding on him. Solo starts pounding on him. Roman starts pound, pounding on him. Then all of a sudden, the only one that's not doing anything is Jey Uso. And you hear the crowd, Jay, 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 Jay. And Jay has this look on his face, like a look of disgust to his own family for what they're doing to Sami Zayn. Jey Uso walks out of the ring and walks out. Roman's like, what the hell are you doing? Jimmy is like, 
He's not your brother. I'm. We're your brothers. I'm your brother. This is your brother. This man ain't your brother. And Jey Uso walks out. The crowd is like, oh, shit. Now, all of a sudden, Roman Reigns takes the chair and he starts wearing out Sami Zayn. Wearing him out. All this time, Kevin Owens is handcuffed and beat up and half unconscious and stuff. But the storytelling that they told and the crowd, the way they reacted to it, you know, screaming, F you, Roman, F you, Roman, you know, to go along with the claps and all that stuff. What storytelling they told. And it was an unbelievable, unbelievable finish. It was beautiful. And now we're at the point where, um, what do you do from here? And I have an idea. And me being a wrestling fan of over 30 years, I've seen it and I see it coming now. Elimination Chamber is coming up. I can see a scenario where it's Sami Zayn and Jey Uso and Kevin Owens against Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, and Jimmy Uso. And then when it comes time to it, Jey Uso is going to turn on Sami Zayn. It's going to happen. And then at WrestleMania, it's either going to lead to Sami versus Roman or Sammy and Kevin versus the Usos for the tag team titles. Which leaves Roman all alone with Cody. <clears throat> what does that do for those people that feel like The Rock is going to be involved somehow? There's two nights of Mania. You can have Roman versus Cody night one or night two or whatever the case. And have Roman versus Rock the next night or whatever. We'll see what happens. But what an amazing end to the Royal Rumble. Now, the only complaint I would have in terms of the men's Royal Rumble, the lack of surprises. I mean, you know, Cody, technically, they got, they put the cat out of, bat, out of the bag with that surprise a week or two before. Um Logan Paul was really the only surprise. People pretty much knew Edge was coming back. Um, I would have loved to have seen Braun Breaker in the Royal Rumble um, or Carmelo Hayes from NXT. Uh, an influx of NXT, guys, you know. No disrespect to Elias, Chad Gable, Otis, the Street Profits, you know, uh, tag teams and, and some other people. Like, I mean... Does anybody really think any of those guys would have had a shot in hell of winning that Royal Rumble? Come on. But uh, you had your NXT influx in the women's Royal Rumble, so we got it there. So that was the Royal Rumble. Raw has been on the air for about a few minutes now. <laughs> so I'm going to cut it at that. I'm going to get back on this week and hopefully get one of my peoples on here and we'll talk more about the Royal Rumble. We'll talk about my friend's memories of, of the Briscoes and then we'll get into all the up-to-date stuff in the world of professional wrestling from Raw, SmackDown, NXT, etc., etc., etc. And that will be episode 70 of the Jay's Weekend Wrestling Podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank everybody for jumping on. Um... Once again, you can catch me on the S&D Podcast channel. 
Um, I am hopefully very, very soon going to do my next episode of the Nightmares on J Street pod, horror podcast um, with me and my pops get into another horror movie. Um, with that being said, once again, SNDpodcast.com, SNDpodcast channel. Catch me on there. Catch all the shows along with other great shows. Uh, JohnnyPodcaster.com is where you can find all my stuff. And I'm on every social media outlet imaginable, every podcast outlet imaginable. And thank you for listening. I will catch you guys next time. Have a great one. Peace. Peace.